Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Hallelujah. Tonight, the Lord has been dealing with me. So I feel like I need to do something with this and we'll, after this morning, I know I'm in the will of God. After, after the, I didn't know what pastor was going to preach this morning, but I, after I heard this morning, the pastor warned this morning, don't let the enemy deceive you. He warned us, don't let him deceive you. So I felt like after that, that that was just a confirmation that God, you're, you're dealing with me. I'm on the right track. So tonight I'm going to turn to Psalms chapter number 88. Psalms chapter number 88. The psalmist David, I love his writings. If you want to get encouraged and you want to learn how to pray, go to Psalms. You can pray psalms. You can sing psalms. Because he was a songwriter and he was a prayer warrior. And we need them in the church. They actually go together. Sing your praises. Amen. Psalms 88. I'm going to start at verse number 12 tonight. And read down through 18. Shall thy wonders be known in the dark? Question. What's something to just catch your attention right off the bat? Shall thy wonders be known in the dark? And I want to say, yes, they will be. And thy righteousness in the land of forgetfulness. But unto thee have I cried, O Lord. And in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Lord, why castest thou off my soul? Why hidest thou thy face from me? I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. While I suffer. Everybody said while. While I suffer. Thy tears. I am, everybody said, distracted. Glory. Thy fierce wrath goeth over me, and thy tears have cut me off. They came round about me daily like water. They compassed me about together. Lover and friend hast thou put far from me. And mine acquaintances in dark. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, God, for your word. Let your word go forth tonight, Lord. I pray that you would stir a mind, stir a spirit in this place, God, tonight. God, this isn't about me, Lord, but it's about you. It's about a spiritual awakening that we need, Lord, in this hour. 
Oh, touch our soul. Touch our mind tonight. Revive us again, Lord. Revive us again. Oh, Lord, open up our heart to receive. Help me, Lord. I need your anointing. I need your strength tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to go back, and I, this isn't up here, guys, so don't look for it. It's my Bible, actually. I pulled out my old Bible that I preach out of, used to study, still use it, study out of. And it's actually two Bibles in one. It's, it's got a Bible in the back. And what it does is bring, it's, it brings all of the Word of God together in the back of those verses that fit together. So tonight, I, I, I want to go back just to kind of acquaint you again with David, just, just, just to talk about the psalmist a little bit. These verses ain't up here. They're in here, and I don't have to hunt them up. They're all together. But I just, I just, just for a, a little bit, I want to entertain you with what David is, and I want you to see if you notice yourself in here, how you would pray, how, what you would do, what you would ask God for. Forsake me not, O Lord, my God. Be not far from me. Has any of you ever prayed that? Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. Make haste. How many prayed make haste? Many a time. Come on. For innumerable evils have compassed me about. My iniquities have taken hold upon me so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of mine head, therefore my heart faileth me. I sink in deep mar where there is no standing. I am coming to deep waters where floods overflood me. Deliver me out of the mire and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from them that hate me and out of the deep waters. Let not the water flood overflow me, neither let the deep shallow, swat the deep swallow me up. But not the pit shut up her mouth upon me. Oh God, be not far from me. Oh my God, make haste for my help. Hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline thine ear unto me in the day. When I call, answer me speedily. Hear me speedily, O Lord. My spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be likened to them that go down into the pit. Send thine hand from above. Rid me and deliver me out of the great waters from the land of strange children. Of you found your place in there praying. Some way or another praying and seeking God. This is David. He does that all the way through Psalms. He is a good man to study. The psalmist's voices are heard throughout writings, is even brought back to even to the New Testament. For some time now, I have been seeking the Lord for answers in our church to why we as the church have been going through 
some of the things that we're going through. Anybody sought the Lord about it? So one morning this past week, as I was getting ready for the day, I was in my bathroom just getting ready. And the Lord spoke unto me these words. He said, it's the distractions. Somebody shout distractions. Praise God. I'm putting my guards up. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be distracted by the enemy. I don't want to be deceived and not knowing what's going on. I don't want to be blindsided by him. I want my eyes always open, looking to and fro, seeking out where he is. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. Is anybody dealing with any of these distractions? Those distractions that keep you from focusing on God and his kingdom? Come on. I dare to say that we all are, if you'll just admit it, all of us are dealing with distractions of the enemy. He deals with me for the last just over three years. He has been in my doorstep almost every day since heart surgery. He's tried to destroy me. He's tried to take me down. And I'm going to tell you, I ain't going to say that I haven't been down, but I've got back up. Come on, church. We cannot allow him to take us down to where we can't get back up. I will not be distracted or defeated by him. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to tell you, distractions can be positive or negative. In a lot of instances, the ball is in our court. It is what we choose or what we don't choose. Come on. And a lot of times we blame God for something that he had nothing to do with. The choice was ours and we made the wrong decision. We got distracted by the enemy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, glory. So many times distractions are radical diversions of the mind. Almost like, where did that come from? A thought that passed through your mind. Something that made you feel bad when you wasn't sick at all. Come on. It's on a Sunday morning and it's about time for church and it hits you. It's on a Wednesday night and you want to make it to church for Bible study and it hits you. It's nothing more, church, a lot of times but a distraction to keep you home because he don't want you to hear. Oh, Jesus, it's a radical thing. It's something that just comes out of nowhere. And he slaps it upside your face, and you don't even realize where it comes from. Glory. Hallelujah. Where did that come from? What, what happened? Where, 
I, I wasn't even thinking about nothing like that. Where did that come from? It's, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. Most of the time, distractions for us who are Christians trying to live right and do God's will are negative. Most of them. Come on now. Stay with me a minute. Something distracts us away from the things of God and to something of the world. Stay with me. If we are distracted from something, then we're distracted to something. If you think, well, I just got rid of that little distraction, let me tell you something. There's something working on the other side or you wouldn't have been distracted in the first place. So let me tell you, anytime there's a distraction, you better stand up and take notice because the enemy's by your side. He's planning on a diversion for you. He wants to divide your thinking. He wants to tell you how easy it would be to stay home, Brother Bob. He wants you to stay there. But I'm telling you, church, if we can get our carcass through the door and raise our hands, the first thing you know, the enemy's out the door. He don't want to be around where there's praise and where there's worship and where there's the Spirit of God. Let him not distract you from something that's good. Glory. Glory. Well, I'm going to get off here just a little bit on my soapbox. Distractions of our day. Computers. Smartphones. And I got the dumbest smartphone you can have. They told me that. This is the lowest you can get. Because I didn't want a smartphone. My other one was smart enough. The only thing, when, when you all sent me texts sometime because you had those extra smartphones, it wouldn't, it wouldn't get it all out. It'd come up gibberish on my phone. When you text me, I couldn't understand you. Bunch of Japanese or something. I know what you was. You was... I don't know, maybe he was writing Hebrew. I don't know. I know I couldn't understand it. And I just send a message back, no comprehendo. No. <laughs> My phone won't, it won't, it can't figure this out. And I don't know, you know. So, so computers, smartphones, and I, I might as well just get here. I might as well put this down before we get started here. Because a few weeks back or so, Sister McGee and I was watching the weather on the morning. And we sat down and watched the weather usually morning, a little bit of the news. And we get tired of the news. We shut it off because there's more bad news than good news. And I don't care to hear about all the junk. I just started praying about it. But there was a little thing on there that morning that kind of got our attention. I believe it was like five college students that they had called in. And uh, this, this guy had been studying this. He was a professor. And, and they called him in to study and, and, and to talk about cell phones. 
And uh, they were five college students, so they called him in there. And he, he had been studying about this, and he said, you know, I hate to say this, but he said, you know, everybody wants technology, but the smartphones is actually making us dumber. And he said, so in, in all this, I think I can prove it just with five students sitting here. And he asked this girl, and she, she's very brilliant, you could tell. He said, how many phone numbers do you know? My own. You don't have to do nothing. In fact, in fact, they've got it so easy now that, you know, you don't even have to name behind, beside it. There's a little, you know, they'll put, you can put a little picture up there and you just hit their picture. That'll get, that'll get you the place you don't even know how their name starts, what letter it starts with. <laughs> Especially when you've been out of school as long as me. <laughs> oh, my. Come on. And he began to, and he asked this young man, he said, uh, I want to know how long you've ever gone without your cell phone. He said, never a day because I can't make it a day without my cell phone. I said my chair, I could almost shout it because I wanted to say, I couldn't do go a day without my Lord. My cell phone's not important, but my God is. My cell phone can't answer all my questions, but my God can. Yet we hold on to the cell phone like it's some God in our pocket. I see them going down the street. They never have that thing in their pocket. They don't have a holster. They don't need it. It's in their hand. And I've seen them little, and I don't know whether they're really cartoons or not. Somebody take a picture. But I've seen these people walk along and walk right off in the water. They're so smart they can't even follow the sidewalk. People got dumb because of smartphones. I told my wife, I said, isn't that so true? I was in business. My brother and I, and I knew, I knew all, a lot of my customers' telephone numbers by heart. I knew all the business places in towns where we bought parts. I knew them by heart. Come on. No more. I could sit there and rattle them off to you. Now, I'm going to tell you. Thank God that computers don't always work. Brother Mike, just a week ago, I think it was, Sister McGee and I was in Walmart, and I seen Peachy. You know who she is. Y'all don't, but she works at the power plant. She took care of checks for the whole power plant. I've been gone from the power plant since 1997. She was over two aisles, and she hollered at me. And out of the clear blue, she said, 14624, am I right? Yeah, Pete, you're right. She remembered my employee number because they put those employee numbers in there, and that's how they found your check. When you went up there and you said your employee number, they come out with it. But usually, with Peachy, when she walked in, 
She just pulled it out and gave it to you. She already knew your number. Oh, my God. You better stay with me while I'm about to preach. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, you may not think so, but the devil's got your number. He knows what you've done when you were in sin, and he keeps records and knows where your weakness is. Somebody better shout hallelujah. He's got you pegged. He knows where your weakness was, and that's where he works on you. It's called the besetting sin. You know why? Because it's always sitting at your doorstep waiting on you when you come out so he can begin early in the morning and hopefully waste you before the day's over. Hallelujah. <laughs> Besetting sin. Oh, Glory. I don't know of anybody, I don't know very many people can remember things like that lady can remember. Every, every, every employee number. You're still yet, Mikey. And I can't believe it, but here we are over 20, 21 years later and she still remembers. And let me tell you, the devil keeps better records than Peachy because she wasn't trying to remember it. It just kind of come to her mind when she seen me. And she rattled it off. I'm going to preach. There's some of you that sitting under the sound of my voice. You think that everything is all right. And you've got it together. But when you walk out the door. The devil reads off your number. I don't care if you've been in for 20 years or 50 years. For 62 years. <laughs> 61 for me, it'll be 62. 61 years, and he still got my number. He still tries to use that old, come on. I just wanted to remind you, you know, he comes as a reminder of your sin. The Lord don't remember them, but he does, and he writes them down. He knows your number. He knows what beer you liked the best. When you liked it, yeah. Hopefully you don't like it no more. He can tell you where it was cool, Marlboro's, or what it was you liked. You don't like that anymore. If you do, I'm gonna pray for you. I'm not gonna get mad at you. I'm just gonna pray for you. I'm gonna pray, God, take the taste out of the mouth. It don't belong. Come on. Come on. I said it's the besetting sin. It's the thing that bothers you the most. Somebody in here I'm speaking to tonight that there is a besetting sin in your life and he bothers you all the time with it. You need to say in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you and command you to go. Somebody say distraction. 
Have you ever thought how much farther you could go if you could get that out of the way? Have you ever thought how much more God could use you and what you could do for God if you could get rid of that? Some it's pain pills. It started out as real pain and then you become dependent on them. Now you can't get rid of them. Come on. Shall thy wonders be known in the dark? David says, what's going to happen in the dark? The Lord said, I see you there, but I haven't forgot you. He's not mad at you. He's waiting on you to call on his name. Because when you call on him, that darkness has to leave. Oh, somebody just say distraction. Jesus. Well, I'm not getting very far. I've got to get it. Still has to do with cell phones, but uh, Facebook. It's great for good things, but there's too much stinking negative put on there. You don't need to empty your bad thoughts on Facebook. If you want to witness for Jesus, it's all right to witness. But don't give the devil the time of the day to take your words and take them to somebody that don't need to hear the negativism about the church or somebody in the church. I know I'm hitting somebody, but that's all right. I'm going to preach it straight and without fear or without favor. I'm glad. Thank you, son, for reinstating me and making me feel, you know, a little better because I'm the bishop. I'm the overseer. And if I see it, I'm going to tell about it. You may not realize it, but I'm up on the wall back and forth. You may think I'm just sitting up here, but I see a lot of things from up here. During Bible studies, sometimes I sit by my wife. I see people with their cell phones. I went to God. We had a box up here and make them put them in as they come in the door. You don't need to be texting anybody in church. You don't need to be receiving text in the church. You need to hear the message. And you know what that is? It's a distraction. And he's taking you away from the word of God for a little while. You missed your message. Oh, hey, don't get quiet on me because I know how to preach to five and ten. I've been there. And I preach like the house was afire, just like I'm preaching tonight. Facebook's Instagram. Twitter. Oh, I'll tweet something. That little bird would be better off if he kept his mouth shut. (laughs) 
You'd be a lot better off if things weren't so instant in your hands. You need time to think about, to pray about it, Pastor. Come on. That's where he got in trouble. He didn't pray about it. Didn't, didn't, yeah, he, he didn't seek the counsel of God. They got him in trouble. He made statements before he ever thought he had already made a league with Satan. Come on, church. There is too many on Facebook that's already made a league with Satan without even praying about it or thinking about it. If it's not going to help anybody, then don't put it down. If it's about somebody, keep your mouth shut. Quit wiggling your fingers. Some of you be a whole lot better off if you're like me. That I, this year, new phone, I've got together. I can't sit here and do this stuff. i got to go. You know, thank God that gives me time to think about it while I'm doing it. And there's been times I've thought, Choop. race that. Because text can do the same thing. Almost everybody texts. Even if you don't got Facebook, you'll text. And you can text things. You've been better off kept yourself. Come on. God sees and knows. And the devil's got your number. Woo! I can't believe I got him to do that. Hell's having a glory celebration. Ain't supposed to have one of them in hell. That belongs to God. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go on. Video games. I heard that on TV too. Little One of them little newscast. Psychiatrist said it's doing these young minds harm because they're on it too long. It takes over their mind. That's all they know. That's all they want. My grandson, my granddaughter came to Papa and Mama's house this weekend. They had to learn about the old games. Trevor was just aching for, you know, I wish I could get that little Papa, let's go to my house a while. <laughs> no. No Minecraft today, buddy. <laughs> no, no, no. I took him into my son. It was, your, it was your computer, the second one. It's in my office. A laptop. Man, it works so good. It works just right for me. I love it. I don't need anything. It's so fast. I need it slow. I'm not a speed reader, so it can, it can be slow. I took him in there, and I punched him in. The only really game I could find in there I thought he might like was pinball. <laughs> he played that for a little bit. First thing you know, he was coming in hunting something else. <laughs> so I plugged in Mamaw's computer. Son, that was your first computer out on the road and still going. You see what happens when you don't put, hook them up to a internet? They last forever. You know why? It gets plugged up with all the junk. It can't unload. Mine in there, my office, 
You know, when I first got it, we hooked that thing up, you know, to internet. After a while, that crazy thing I couldn't use, it's so slow. So you know what I started doing? I didn't know nothing about it. I called my son. He was busy. He's, he's a pastor. So I went in there, and I started deleting junk, and I started deleting junk, and after a while, I got rid of enough stuff, it works again. And just as fast or faster than it was before. You know why? It was plugged up. Nothing else could go on the wire, honey. The wire wasn't big enough. So I turned on Mamaw's computer, Brother Terry. Now, she's, she's got great games on there. Some of these new fang-dangled, you know, like type A. And what's that other matching thing? I don't even remember. It's been, yeah, Mahjong. There you go. And so, so he didn't want to play that. He seen them symbols. He didn't want them to do that. And, and, he, and, he, and he looked over and he said, what do you do with this, Papo, at that type A? I said, they're stacked. you got to see match them. And he, he was having trouble with that, too. And first thing you know, I had him ready to play Uno. And Mariah was ready to play Uno. So we played Uno for a while. Then I thought, well, I'll try a little of something else. So we got down the bingo. You know, I have the real one that you just kind of grab in the bag and pull out a number with a, you know, a letter with a number on it and all of that. And I thought, well, I, I'll take them a little more advanced. I had a little wheel. Mamma and Papa, Granny and Grandpa had one that you could spin the little dial. So we spun that. We played several games of that. And they, they enjoyed that. So I thought, man, I'm getting them broke in. We, man, we might be able to take the cell phone and take the... <clears throat> That other thing, you know, the Xbox and the. He said, Papa, if I could just bring my Xbox over here. I said, I don't even know how to hook it up, and I'm not hooking it up. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> we're having fun. We're having fun, aren't we, forever? We was having fun. Yes, sir. So we played Uno a while. Mamma played it. She played bingo with us. She'll never play games, but she was playing. So they was getting it. They was loving it. Mamma was playing. Mariah said, Mamma's actually playing games. I think she was about ready to do her little hollow right there in my living room. <laughs> well, glory. So we, yeah. So we got, we got a picture of Mamma on cell phone, or, or no, of the kids. We took a picture of the kids sitting in my chair, and they had this, you know, kind of sad, mad-looking face, and I sent it to their mom because they said, Mamma's mean, she beat us. And it was all in honesty. Didn't have to cheat. Come on, church. Come on. I'm talking about the distractions of this world that get you away from real things that you can touch. Come on. That there's no crookedness in. Somebody preach with me. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Glory. Video games. Then we get to sports. TV, it can be seen on you. 
You can even watch TV. They tell me on this thing, I don't know how, don't want to know how, don't need it anyway. I don't even watch it at home, so what do I need it for? Need the news, and if I really need the weather and can't get it, i got a weather radio. I can flip it on, listen to it, and turn it back off. Turn on my Christian music. Listen to Caleb. <sighs> Glory. Then there's TV with movies. And even sometimes when the news comes on, Sister McGee and I flips it off. Said, man, you see that it's junk on news. You can't even watch nothing. So we get on over about 7 o'clock to America's game. Yes, yeah, see, y'all don't even know what it is. What'd you say? Wheel of Fortune. We like to watch them win it, and we sit there and just see if we can guess, you know. And my wife's there and says, ah, you proud of me, I won. I said, I want to see the money, honey. Come on. Hey. I'm going to tell you, things get realistic, and I'm going to tell you something. Might have won, but it was just a game. But what you're putting on here, honey, isn't a game. You're affecting souls and people that might come through those doors, and you just shut them off by putting something negative on there. They had it in their mind. They was all ready to come. But something was said through whatever. And they said, oh, my. Did you see what come from that church over there? Now, they're supposed to be Christians. They don't label us with the rest of them. You're a step above that. And if you're not, shame on you. Oh, it's getting quiet in here. Ooh, glory. TVs and movies. Come on. Some of the, I tell you, there's not much in here that you can watch anymore. I watch Gomer Powell because he tries to keep them all honest. I seen him go through a terrible time the other night trying to give the phone company their money. Had back had all come out of the phone. He went and hung up the phone and the money started coming out. He was catching it, and his buddy was said, Hey, we can go to the show now. He said, No, sir, we cannot do that. He said, We got to keep this honest. Got to take it back. He went through all this blown. He went down there and tried to get him back and couldn't get it, couldn't get him to take it back. Even the owner laughed at him. He said, I'm I, I'm not I'm not equipped to take that money. Take it down to door three. Door three couldn't take it. Let me tell you. I'm gonna tell you. The enemy does not want you to be honest. He likes to label you. You know, they didn't give it back. They could have and they, you know, but they didn't see to it that it got back in the right hands. I'm going to tell you, church, as soon as you feel something working on your mind and your spirit after you've texted something or after you've put it on Facebook, you better pull it off. And sometimes, most of the time, it's too late already. But then somebody's already got it. Smeared the church. Smeared somebody in the church. You know what? I've prayed this. And I've been praying it for years. Lord, help me to be quick to pray and slow to judge. Because 
You never know when you're going to find yourself in that very place. PK kids get a bad rap. I've had, I've had, I've had people in the past that get after me about my kids, and then I, they weren't as old as I was. A few years later, I see them deal with the same thing. Watch your mouth. If you want your kids to be perfect, keep them in the church of God and keep your mouth shut. Come on. Come on, church. Come on. You look down the road and somebody else is going to come along that's going to go through that. Come on, church. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Exercise. It's all right. I know how it is. I got diabetes. I've got high blood, I got blood pressure problems that I got to keep under control. So, yes, usually I do, I do Monday and Thursday as short workout. I, I do two miles. The other, the other three days of that five-day week, I usually do four mile or better. The other day I done six mile because I was having trouble with my sugar. I come back in, I come back in the afternoon. I didn't go to the gym. I come to the church, and I've done two more mile and pray. Come on, you can pray and walk. Hey, bicep and tricep up there. I don't know whether you can do it or not, but you're going to have to learn to press the bells and pray. Come on, church. <laughs> you know what? The devil don't like you to exercise when you're on your knees. That's the best, come on, that's the best exercise you can get is on your knees in prayer. Things begin to happen. Problems begin to vanish when you get on your knees. Oh, hello. Somebody say distractions. Pornography. taken a many a pastor out I'm not talking about any pastor I'm talking about in our fellowship UPC ALJC you name it I don't care what it has nothing to do with denomination it's distractions it's distractions that get a hold of your eye God help us. I don't want internet. Told my wife, I don't need that junk. It's all right. I know some of you, that's all right. I, that's good. I just don't need it. I don't know about you, but there's sometimes, the Bible said flee from temptation. There's times we need to get out, get away from it. Come on. Don't be a part of it. If it's a weakness in your body, get rid of it. If TV's a weakness, get rid of it. I know we don't preach against TV, but I'm telling you, if it's your weakness, get rid of it. Okay, I'm going to go ahead. I, I wasn't going to even say this, but I remember when we first came to town, Brother Freddie. I'm not sure. I don't think I can live in town yet. I'm not sure. 
I drove in here on a Sunday morning. I usually get here early and I'd pray. So when I'd study a little bit and pray some more. And somebody rung the phone in my office. Started asking me questions about who we were and what we believed in. And can I come in and talk to you? Sure. Come on in my office. Come in my office. First thing he said was, you have a TV? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, we preach against that. I said, do you have a radio? He said, yeah. I said, your radio is just as bad as my TV. I said, they both got a knob. You can turn it off. If you don't got the power to turn it off, then it's not any good anyway. When he got through asking all his questions, I began to ask him questions. And he went, he come, and he sat in the back for a little bit. Him and the guy that was with him in a little bit, they walked out the door. I thought, goodbye, Satan. You ain't right anyway. If you've got to ask him, what happened to you? Oh, yeah, come on. Somebody say distractions. The radio can distract you as same as the TV. And they both got knobs on them. And if you haven't got enough power to shut off the knobs, then you need to get rid of whatever. Take your radio out and throw it out. Bust it up. Oh, my. Shoo. Mercies. Homes can be a distraction. You want to work on that instead of go to church. But son, how many times did we miss church from having a water leak? You know what? We dropped the water leak and we went off to church. We figured God would take care of it. Come on, church. I know, I'm getting down to business. And cars, cars can become your thing. That, and, I, and I like to keep mine nice. But you know why? Because I plan on keeping it a while because it's a 92 model. And it's still a pretty nice car for a 92 model. I've had all kinds of compliments on it. But you know what? I told him, I said, listen, the Lord gave me this car and I'm going to take care of it until it quits. Or until I get rid of it. Come on. Come on. We need to take care of what the Lord give us. Everybody say amen. I'm glad you said that because I set you up. Because I'm going to tell you, we have got a word of God. Come on. We have got truth. And we need to guard it and keep it that it never gets. Come on. Yeah. Don't let it get in disrepair. It needs maintenance. It needs the word of God. You need church. You need church family. You need a preacher. You need a teacher. Campers, y'all thought I wasn't going to get there. Y'all have never seen my sparkly camper, have you? It's a 1972 motel. Sister McGee and I used to get away from this place once in a while where it's nice and quiet and just us. And we sat down and play. She plays type A and I take a nap. Then we'll get out and we'll pay Uno a while or something. Come on. Get our minds clear. Come on. It's a place that we can set outside under God's green earth. 
on God's green earth under his son. And we talk about the good old days. When we didn't have all this convenience. See, I remember the day that my wife, when we didn't have push and washers, we had ringer types. It wasn't as easy, ladies. It took you a while. So, well, you know, my wife said, dear, I got seven loads of laundry. I said, yeah, look how long that would have took you with old ringer type washer. Now all you do is push a button, and it quits. You go over and you throw it in the driver, and you push another button, and it dries. And we ripe and complain. And you don't have to dial a phone no more. You push a button. Come on. Y'all remember when I preached in this church? Loving God more than your cell phone? When I had everybody come up here and lay their phone on the table? Because I didn't want them texting or anything while I was preaching? Maybe a good time to do that again. Because we need to love God more than we love this thing. If this is all you got to love, you might as well throw it away. Come on. All, it's, all it is to you is a distraction. It's keeping you from doing what you need to be doing. I would venture to say that if people read the Bible as much as they read Facebook, that we'd have this church on fire. And it, I'm going to tell you, it would not hold all of the people. Y'all love Bishop? Good, I'm glad you do. I love you too, that's why I'm saying this. Motorcycles and four, I know you well, Bishop's got a motorcycle. I got a camper too. 1972 motel, buddy. And I've got a, I mean, I have got the greatest sickle ever was. I mean, I have got a 1985 Yamaha two-cylinder, buddy. 700, that thing will run. Guess what? It runs just as fast as I want to. I can ride it out through the country and get a good breath of fresh air. Get away from the city life. Enjoy myself. Clear my mind. Come on. And if the phone goes off, I don't have to answer it. I got no, we, I got no hands to answer it, so it's going to stay in there, and it'll wait till I stop or don't stop and get home. That's the way it used to be. I never used to even have a cell phone. You know who got me into the cell phone? My lovely granddaughter or daughter in law, my favorite daughter in law, and my favorite son. I tell you something, two favorites got married. Hey, you've done spoken for. It's, it's just, it was going to happen. God, God just worked it out. But, you know, they could never get a hold of mom and dad because we were pastor and we were gone all the time. We'd get called out to this and I didn't. All I had was the phone at home, so 
I have to come back home and I get messages and press them. And I'd call, I'd call. Come on. That's the way it used to work. Didn't have none of this. So they need to get a hold of us sometime because we was our fi- financier. We took care of financial things at home, so they needed us. They needed us to have one. So they, they put us on their little thing, and then we're still on there, believe it or not. All these years later, I, I didn't know how to pick out a phone. My daughter-in-law this last time went with me, and she said, Dad, let me go help you. And so we got the dumbest phone that we could find in the place. And it's still smart, smarter than I am. I, 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 I'm, I'm having trouble working it. It's, it's got... It's, it's, well, it's just too complicated for me. Glory, come on. I'm talking about sickness. Sick, sickness can be a distraction to you. You get your mind more on you than you do on God. And you can't get that off your mind. I'm going to tell you, it's not God's will that our sickness get us down and we separate ourselves from God. Somebody say amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, we all have problems, and we all miss church once in a while because of sickness. But there are times that we could get to church and don't. Now, Bishop, you're meddling. Well, how come is it that you don't feel bad enough the next morning after you've missed church on Sunday night that you can get up and go to work? You know why there's money involved? Well, let me tell you, there's blessings involved. If you don't make it to church, you're going to miss the blessing. Come on. Somebody say distraction. Your work can come a distraction to you to where you think about it more than the things of God. Well, man, I'm already way over time. I might have to hurry through this last page. Twitter. Instagram, campers, motorcycles, four-wheelers. Can I say toys? Everybody say toys. Guns. Yeah. Come on. Bows. You name it. Boats. Snowmobiles. I know you all want to talk about that. Let me remind you that the providence of God has positioned us on earth to prove us. Come on. Come on. Whether we would indeed do His will and serve Him or go the way of the world, this is proving ground. Somebody say proving ground. Glory. Matthew 5, 45. I'm just going to use a piece of it. I'm just going to use a piece. For He maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Come on. God does it to everybody. He governs the world the same. We should never expect more from God than he has promised. Come on, church. In our scripture text, the psalmist is crying out to God in his afflictions. Anybody been there this past year? Anybody went through anything the past year? Come on, you might as well raise your hand. I I know. Everybody in this church has been through something this past year. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must consider this world as a place of trials and afflictions. 
Christians and sinners alike will have their time of afflictions. You hear me? I said Christians and sinners alike. So who are we to say, God, this should not be happening to me? How many times have we sought God and said, hey, God, I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. Why should this happen to me? I'm going to tell you, you're no better than anybody else. God governs this world all alike. Somebody say distraction. Affliction. Somebody say affliction. But God is with us through that. Oh, so here we are. We say, God, it shouldn't be happening to me. Yet I want to read you a scripture. James 1.17. James 1.17. Oh, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no... Everybody said... Variableness, neither shadow of turning. In other words, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's not going to treat you any different than he does the next person. And then drop down to verse, I believe it's is it 19, yes, 19 and 20. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear. Slow to speak. Slow to put anything on Facebook. You better check with God first. Slow to wrath. Don't get angry quick. Soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Verse number 20. For the wrath of man Worketh not the righteousness of God. The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. You got to keep yourself under control. It's called temperance. Come on. It's one of those things that we got to keep control of ourselves. When we're going through certain sicknesses and there are certain things we shouldn't be doing. Sometimes some of you can control that pretty good because it has to do with your health. Well, let me tell you, this has to do with your spiritual health. Glory. Somebody say distractions. These things come our way and distracts us from the things that matter, the things of God. We begin to gripe and complain at God. Where are you, God? You're not hearing me. How can you say you love me? How long, oh Lord, how long? You asked the Lord that in the last year, how long, Lord, am I going to go through this? Brother Terry, I'm mad you and Sister Ron has asked that a lot of times. How long? How long, Lord? When's it going to end? All of these things we must learn to submit to until God does the work in us because this is proven ground. Brother Jerry, you could have many a time said, God, I don't understand. I stand up there and play when I can't hardly stand. My wife is standing beside me and I almost have to lean against her to play the music. Come on. I can't even hardly see. I can't see to walk out. She's, she's walking me out of this church. I don't understand, God. But I'm going to tell you, it's nothing more than a distraction. But you don't see him staying home. Come on, church. I'm preaching to somebody. Somebody is using the distractions of this world to stay home. If 
that wasn't true, these pews wouldn't be empty. Oh, yes. Glory. Some burdens. Yes, I am. Hallelujah. First Samuel, or second Samuel 22 and 9. I'm closing. I'm sorry, I went an hour. I'm an hour preacher anyway, so just get used to it. For thou art my lamp, O Lord. Now listen. And the Lord will lighten my darkness. You know what? When he comes on the scene, darkness vanishes because he's light. Brother Mason, you can come. I'm, I'm closing. I'm, this altar is open. I'm praying that y'all would be thinking about this. I want you to, everybody look. I want y'all to look. How many's got one of these? Yeah, maybe I ought to say who doesn't. I bet you don't have one of these. Man, you got what I desire. But <laughs> a few days after I got this, I looked at my wife. I said, I'm about ready to throw this thing as far as I can throw it and go get me a flip phone that all it does is call. And if they want, they can't even text me then. Oh, you pray somebody will steal it from you. Bring it on in here. Maybe we can make a trade. That's all right. Okay, I'm holding this up. In the morning when you get out of your bed, if you haven't prayed yet, I don't want you to stop and look at that cell phone. This isn't the most important thing. You know, I've done without one of these for umpteen years. I raised all my kids without one. They all was out of the house before I ever had one. Then somebody had to teach me how to even use the stinking flip phone. And the first time I text on it, I wanted to throw it away. But dad, you got to learn how to text because there's sometimes we're in a meeting or this or that and you can text us and we can get it later. Somebody say distraction. I want somebody tonight. This altar's open. I want somebody to tell the devil I will not be distracted. I want you to think about all the time you spend on this doing something or other, just flipping, flipping through Facebook, and then I want you to think about the, if you pray or read your Bible at all. And there's some of you saying amen tonight that in the morning it'll be a different story. I'm going to hold you to it because I'm going to pray for you. This thing is a distraction. 
in our day, it's become the greatest distraction that ever was. You know why? Because it is a computer and a phone, internet and all of that. You can get in contact with anything on this thing if you've got it. Now, I don't have all them apps and I don't need them. I don't want them. Come on. Come on. That's it. I want you. Yeah, that's good. Come and pray because we need to. We need to get rid of the distractions in our life. God desires our full attention. Come on. God bless you. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.